episode 554 of the leak house podcast i'm nick the king cooper joining me is aiden frost rock arts hey how's it going and colton blue basket sweat happy tuesday what wait it's wednesday it's ah. wednesday my ah. dudes uh yeah we're it recording on wednesday this week um but uh yeah so before we get into the show um I guess this episode, what am I doing? This episode, <laughs> we've got two new patrons, uh, a bit of league cast news, a bit more than, than usual. Um, we've got a tiny little bit of new news, including the uh, the New World song, which is pretty poggers. We've got two stories, uh, two five stories, excuse me. And then we'll talk a lot ten about... Whole com- stars. Ten whole stars. Uh, we'll talk about a lot about competitive league. Um, very excited to do that one. We'll talk about um, NordVPN, our... our Wonderful sponsor for this episode, and then we'll close it out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. Aiden, how was your last week? Last week was good. Uh, lots of fun. I played a little bit of League. played against some pro players because they're all here for boot camps. I played against, I, well, I had um, Unforgiven from Mad Lions on my team, and then an unnamed fucking player who, uh, their name's not on any of the sites, but it's pretty obviously a Riot account. Um, but did you did you win those games? Yeah, I only played, it was only one with those players, but we had them both on our team, and they're both really good. Oh, so. <laughs> that's sick. Uh, all the other team poor guys <laughs> yeah no it was like we all smashed early then we like kind of started like just turbo throwing just for like we're just doing yeah, dumb shit fun. but it's just like you can't lose because you have fucking just two pro players on your team <laughs> uh-huh yeah that's awesome but, yeah it was fun um gonna continue to play some more solo queue i want to like keep warm for the end of the season because my plan still is to end master tier um mm-hmm. so like i dodged another master series last night uh two wins one Insane. loss i keep losing my series like two one or three oh it's weird man i'm not sure how that works you get so uh, close and then you just you just throw it at the end yeah um Damn. but yeah I'm, I'm planning to do that um <laughs> outside of that i we're looking to get world's tickets tomorrow which is gonna be fun i'm gonna try to get us some world tickets hopefully that goes well and then we can meet some people there that'd be fun um still playing just ps5 games every fucking week i started death loop death loop was actually like super fucking fun uh hoping to play more of that this week um i think that's most of it there's some like actual cast news that i want to talk about especially our trivia but i'll talk about that more in a little bit oh on the only other thing is um so i'm gonna stream thursday and saturday this week and i think i'm going to start doing like actual try hard like not to tour not like not like d1 to like you but like um teaching streams because i want to get my third account to d1 as well it's currently in placements nine placements uh d4 or whatever um and i, I just want to like stay hot so i'm going to play on that i'm going to hopefully do some like educational tom kench streams so if you're interested in learning top lane or tom kench uh, i'll probably be doing those um thursday saturday um and then my streams to come for like the next month or so will probably be like mostly educational stuff i think so but that'll be fun. Nice. Uh, what about you, Colton? Yeah, um, I've been playing lots of League. I'm kind of off the AD carry grind and back to queuing Phil. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I wish you weren't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a well, 60% MF win rate. Yeah, but like it's like 20% the last 20 games. <laughs> yeah, but it's still 60% overall. 
Yeah, but I'm bad at misfortune now. She does um, play completely differently when she's like uh, like traditional crit build. Like it's, it's very weird to transition between the two. I think. I don't know. Like I, I always kind of played both, but I uh, I feel like people just play around her a lot better now mm. that she was like in every game for a month. Um, as well as I was just like never a great eighty carry player, like. I, I don't know. I lose game most or lose lane most games and lose game most games. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I might end up. I am still kind of figuring it out, but I uh, I've been enjoying still playing a bunch and uh, trying to not continue demoting and maybe go back to promoting. I uh, dipped down to D2. So that's where I'm at now. Hopefully I'll be uh, D1 next week, if not higher, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Outside of that, um, I just started uh, Ori in the Blind Forest Ooh. last night. Uh, it's a game I've had for a long time. I've been meaning to play for a while. Um, and it was because uh, Rachel was playing through Limbo, and I was kind of like watching her play through it on the Switch and like, helping her out in certain areas because i've played through that and she was just like instead of and i was like oh maybe i should play through limbo again she's like instead of doing that you should play through ori and i should watch because she's she i got that for her like years ago Mm -hmm. and she loved it and played through it for like weeks um so yeah starting that game trying to figure it out still haven't unlocked many of the uh abilities but we're we're figuring it out as we go nice that that i think think is about it for my week so nice. i'll hand it over to you nick what you got um i've played very little league this week i've zero games on my main including um any arams um just been having fun playing different things i guess i've, I've played a little bit on my smurf um i had it pulled up earlier but like i don't know a handful of games i got to plat two on it i think nice um which is not like crazy impressive i think for for us um, but I've, I've not been playing support on it, so it's been, um, it's been fun. I coin flip a lot of games and then I pick top lane Udyr or Sejuani and then I just make the top laner have less fun than me. Hell yeah. And then I win the game. Um, so enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Enjoyable experience. I mean, I have fun it's... playing like just handshaking top lane and saying like, all right, we're going to duke it out in team fights, <laughs> but <laughs> Coming, coming from the Mandate Trundle player. <laughs> God, Mandate Trundle is the most fun. Uh, honestly, I so I, I don't know if I can confidently say over my entire league career that I've never lost a Mandate Trundle game. But ever since I like started taking notice, like you just win, and I don't know how. I think like I think the damage tracking on Mandate must be bugged on Aram, because um, it's constantly like ninety five percent of my damage. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, but it's like the highest damage dealing mythic in the game, regardless of, of the mythic, you know, I think maybe if you got like a brand with a uh, burn with a, with the Andrews. Yeah. yeah or, or maybe like a suicide Carthus or something that would be a little oh, bit bigger, God, but that, that just reminded me of a game I had this week where they had like a, a jungle Ramus one trick who popped mm-hmm. the fuck off his thorn mail did like 11,000 damage. Yo, game. I think. Guys, I think Ramus might be a little broken. Um, yeah, it's really fucking good. You just go Sunfire Thornmail. Uh, it's it's pretty cracked. Yeah, but he, um, he did the most damage in the game by <laughs> so much. 
Yeah, I think I also played a Remus game this week because they were three AD, uh, and uh, yeah, we won that game. It was really easy. But um, yeah, having fun playing uh, Near Replicant. Still, still going through that. Uh, I think so. I'm trying not to look up slash spoil anything for for myself. Um, but it's a near game, so I kind of know that there's going to be like a time jump, I guess, um, or or an alternate, um, like a, a different act, I guess, is a is a good way to put it. So I m- wanted to make sure I got all the side quests done. So I think I'm there just before the uh, just before the time jump slash act two, whatever. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun. I've been having a, a ton of fun with that. The game is really good, by the way. I would recommend it for anyone who. Uh, enjoyed the like near universe so i think aside from that oh and i watched some cyberpunk edge runners uh i would show this the show i would say the show was like seven seven and a half out of ten i think the story was like pretty lackluster overall um but the art style and the visuals were absolutely 10 out of 10 i'd recommend it just for that alone it was so sick um so yeah i think that's been my week a little bit longer than usual so, should we get into the show proper? Yeah. Shout out to our two new patrons, Kevin and William. Thank you for supporting us. We appreciate it a bunch. Uh, how about League Cast news, Aiden? We had a big League Cast week. We sure did. Yeah, the main thing is uh, we did trivia on Friday, and it was very successful. Um, we it was had a super shitload sick. of people come out. Our channel was like full of like seventy people. We had like seventy five people in our first game of trivia, which was awesome. I had like forty five people on stream. It was it was so much fun. We had like tons of people in the community. Um, we did what got through all seventy five of my questions in a bunch of rounds. A bunch of people won mystery skins. Uh, yeah, a bunch of people about. lost on the very first question. That's every so time. funny, dude. Yeah, we definitely had a couple oh, of questions. Man. We're just fucking nuked people, which is funny. Yeah. Um it was it was so much fun though. I think like having big community events where like it's scheduled a month in advance and a ton of people show up is like a really mm-hmm. fun thing to do though. Like Nick and I also did community sure. games after, which was like a ton of fun. Uh it was great. Hell yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, was we awesome. also discovered the truth about Vladimir's origins, <laughs> which was really nice. Yeah, it's the only question I messed case... up, like because uh, we, we all know now now know that Vladimir was born from an egg, uh, which is my mistake. But... <laughs> yeah. For sure, for he sure. He was again, he was uh the the egg was birthed in noxus but then he hatched out in camivore mm-hmm. so i mean depending on which one you consider his birthing that question is maybe right or maybe that's wrong. a deep cut that only the people that show up to the trivia are gonna get <laughs> yeah. you know that's if you look at the wikipedia i edited it oh okay cool i'm sure it hasn't been fixed well they know it's true <laughs> I do so. actually uh. We know it's true. Yeah, I yeah, know. It was super fun, though. I would really recommend if we ever do something in the future that people show up. It, it was a blast, though. Um, definitely hoping to do more of that stuff uh, at some point. Um, outside Agreed. of that, only other league cast news is that uh, if also that trivia will be up on our YouTube in a couple of days, just for people who want to like tune in. It was, it was super fun, though. Um, but also, um, Patreon finally gave the quality of life update they should have done ten years ago, which is um, <laughs> when you sign up for Patreon, like a sub, uh, it now renews on the month, the, the day that you sign up, rather than the first of the month. Oh, that's the, pog. If you sign up on the twenty eighth before, you'd get charged on the twenty eighth and then charged on the first. Um, that's so stupid. And they did that for fucking years, but now it's uh, you'll get charged on like the 28th every single month if you sign up on the 28th um so don't fear signing up at the end of the month anymore <laughs> uh that's actually so wild like i i do think there's some subscriptions that you could uh like get away with that for like some supporter or uh, creators mm-hmm. um but for stuff like us like it makes no sense to you might as well just wait until the first and get access to everything so very yeah. glad that they uh went through with this change 
yeah super for sure fun. it's very weird that it took them that long but uh yeah it, it's very nice so uh feel free to join our patreon patreon.com slash leakouts you have cool content there we sure do um cool. awesome let's talk about the new news where there are some uh some pretty big news that has also been extremely i would say polarizing mm-hmm. um hey the new world song came out it's called star walkin and it's made by Lil Nas X. Uh, uh, and a lot of people really don't like it. It doesn't feel like a, uh, a world song to them. It feels like uh, I, I've seen like a top 100 or, or just made for radio like comparisons. Uh, just, to, so, just to give like a little more context for that. I feel like every, sure. no one thinks the song is bad. Um, but most people think yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. an anthem, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, <laughs> you'll see where I fall on this as well. But like, I, I do think, just want to give people credit. But I, I think most people have the discussion of a song doesn't fit as a, a world song, although it's really, really good. And B, the actual animation and the song seem like they were made by two completely different people that didn't work together at all. Those are like the two main complaints. Yeah. So how do we all feel about the song? I guess we can start there and then continue onward. As a song, it's my yeah. second favorite world song. Okay. Uh, how about as a world song? Like, Yeah, no, I, I just prefer oh, okay. just like good music. <laughs> okay, okay. I got you. I got That's you. kind of okay. where I fall. So it's your number like, two. Um, it's uh, World's number- Collide. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is your number one Rise? Because I feel like that's everyone's three number one. Okay. Colton, but, uh, have you listened to it? Yeah. I have listened to it. I think it's a good song. I, I definitely can understand where people are coming from or like, I feel like most of the other world songs were a lot like more like loud, hyphy, like screaming vocals almost, right? Where it's not like it's not like you know do 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 rise like it's he's shouting rise at you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I can get why it feels a little out of left field for people. I, I think it's still a really good song, and I think it it fits fine. Like there's not a model for what the world song needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I'd rather have them like try something new than them stick to like the same formula every single year. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I, um, I really like it. I think it's a, a great song. I think it's a really good world song. Um, like specifically, uh, I, I do understand where people are coming from when they say like, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like an anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do appreciate that I made this comparison in, in the Discord when we were talking about it. But I do appreciate it that it doesn't sound like a song set to Goku just watch Krillin explode and it's about to turn Super Saiyan 1 for the first time. You know, like <laughs> like I, I, I do appreciate that it's not that again. Because I, I, I think, Aiden, you said that there are people who just set videos to other songs and it fits perfectly like a ton yeah. of times or some someone else made that comment and, and like yeah it does you know if you listen to the like i i don't want to i don't know the the technical term or if there is a technical term but like the vibe of a lot of previous world song is exactly the same as some of the other ones so i am i'm glad that it's different i i really like the song it's stuck in my head all the time constantly uh i think it's a banger yeah, it's because every phone and every office across the country is that's the ringtone. True, <laughs> mine, mine as well. <laughs> and outside of the actual world's uh, like song itself, I also think Lil Nas X is like a perfect like League of Legends, yeah, for sure. like performer for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. Mm. I um, my girlfriend and I got really into his Twitter during the Montero 
oh, song yeah, release yeah. like Dave's. And it was just so good. Like every tweet was a banger. He seems like such a fun, like dope personality to 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 be around. He feels um, very much like raised a, on internet culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Almost like a, a like a more like pop focused Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Like, if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, but it's a uh, it it's it's good. I liked it. I will say the video was I would almost say forgettable. Um, I don't think it was very good at all. So um, I, I like the animation of it. I like, I, I don't know. Like, I once again, I, I think I'm just like uh, someone who's just happy with stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like to think too critically of certain things in my life. Um, sure. I, I like parts of it, but I do understand the criticism of there's no fight. Um, like one of the coolest things of all the recent, um, league of legends like world song animations is that you see players embodying characters and doing their moves and whenever a a, a player is on screen they are just being a human like posing or whatever um and i do think that's like one it was one of the coolest things other animations i don't feel like i need that but like i do understand that that's in other videos is one of my favorite parts so i guess it's kind of missing here yeah like it was it was a lot cooler like watching you know in rise like watching him like cycle through the champions like defeat mm-hmm. enemy after enemy and like do it differently than to like watch a pro player ride on mecha Jin's shoulder yeah <laughs> like very different feeling Jin wasn't even in it oh was that twisted fate yeah it was twisted yeah, fate. fake fan dude. okay true yeah sorry Me- mecha twisted fate mm, that's crazy <laughs> i do like that rel was in it yeah. That was pretty cool. For I'm a, sure a player she'll get who's not at Worlds. worlds. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely getting picked at Worlds. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. The video was uh, was pretty disappointing. That being said, like I could not really care less about the uh the the video being good or not, I guess. Also, it was, if um, it was synced more, I think it would also be like make the video more impactful as well, but it just kind of felt like those two things were a little separated. Um which is Yeah, and I I feel like I'm with you like the the art style was good like the animation style was good it's just like the actual execution on the like the story of the video I guess mm-hmm. is, a, is a little bit lacking I do think um, that yeah interesting... and I don't think go ahead they, like I, I think you made a really good point that I feel like the the song and like the lyrics and the vibe do not really fit that video particularly well um, again like I'll keep jumping back to rise because that's like recent memory right, right? but it's like the idea that you were like climbing through challenge after challenge, like those, those link up. Whereas like this video again, like it's well animated, but I feel like you could put it like on any with, with like any music or even it's just like a, a transition during like a live event could be this mm-hmm. video. And it's like, yeah, that would fit. Like it, the, the visuals I feel like did not have a whole lot of like story to yeah. them. I think that's fair. Uh, all I wanted to say is like uh, one thing they always like run into every single year is they choose players to base it around and then those players yeah. don't go to worlds for example core JJ's in this one um, I don't understand why they don't just every single year make the video a storytelling of last year's worlds um, it's a pretty surefire way to a get players that are relevant because usually players are relevant for multiple years if not it's still a good story I feel like that's another thing they run into is what do we do with this right like in this it's just hey these giant mech things are coming from different regions and all coming to san francisco hey we go to san francisco yeah (laughs) right um which to me at least that comes up as we didn't really have like too concrete of a storytelling idea 
just mm-hmm. having a narrative of what happened last world is what by the way is what rise did um it just seems like a surefire way to always have a cool story with relevant players characters etc yeah, yeah or, or like it's yeah at really the very least you're not going to have players who literally will not be participating in worlds this year mm-hmm. like at present it, and it's not a retelling of previous events. Yeah, you know? it just, just yeah. seems like a really easy way to get like cool storytelling. I feel like yeah. Riot is that's one of their weaker points is like narratives and storytelling with overall like league events and stuff like that. But what a cool way of just like hyping people up for worlds this year by like seeing like uh just the team from last year fucking overcoming all these challenges. You have like hype moments from like last year. It's like it, it, it just mm-hmm. writes itself, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that being it, like, that being said, I personally don't give a fuck about yeah, like, yeah. players <laughs> not being there. I, it, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't care the court judge is in it, but he's yeah. like not going to be at the event. Um, but I do, yeah, like the idea of just like telling last year's I think makes a lot of sense. Again, even if the player isn't going to be there, it's like yeah, okay, well we're we're talking about what happened last year, and like that's kind of what led to where we are now. As well as just like I think it'd be a great way to also like you know help newer players understand and like get into the hype a little bit where they're like you know okay maybe this is their first world or their second worlds and they're like okay yeah like this is what happened last time or maybe it's like oh shit i'm gonna go back and rewatch 2021 worlds because like that storyline seems so hype i i also almost feel like the <laughs> maybe i'm i don't know revealing a little bit too much about my own league professional play power level but like i feel like the average league player could not name the the characters in the the personalities in the um the video like almost any of them Mm. so i feel like Mm. like yeah yeah retelling of the previous worlds would be good because then you could see like oh clearly it was the the team that won last year i can i can go look it up where there's like there's really no concrete indication about who is in like the uh the the videos this year right like you have to, I guess, read a lot into the the context yeah, I mean, clues. They just choose four random players, right? Like this year was what it was. Mm-hmm. It was it was Chovy, it was Mako, it was Core JJ, and Larson. And sure, like I get, like of course they're trying to predict players that are going to be at Worlds, but that just feels like such a weird way of choosing who's in it. I guess it feels very like hit or miss. It and is, if yeah. it misses, it misses hard. I think. Hmm. Yeah, um, but anyways, I, it's still cool though. I fucking I still love it every year. I'm really excited to oh yeah, hopefully super, see this live. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, super and also excited for them to release New Deer and Lil Nasus X. Yeah, nice Lil Nasus X. Skins. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. Uh, cool. So let's get into the stories then. Yeah, our first five star review is from Crush NZ the Kiwi. Perfect for the lonely league player. Five stars. 100% recommend the podcast. If you're like me, love League of Legends, but don't have anyone else to grace a conversation with about the game in all of its frustrating glory. Uh, oh, just that was the whole sentence. Side note, please be kind to your local junglers. <laughs> Crush and Z the Kiwi. Thank you nice. for the five-star review. Yes, thank you. Uh, and the next one is from Willis, who says, fun information, five stars. The past couple of years, I've been hitting D4 and quitting for the season. I recently started streaming with a friend and had the drive to push beyond D4. This podcast has been the most fun way to keep up on the patch notes and hearing people's opinions on what is OP or meta or grief. 
Keep up the good work. P.S. My favorite part of the podcast has to be the ads. I find myself laughing every time. Thanks to Colton Willis. God, even the ads are the best part of our podcast. What's going on? I know. (laughs) What's that say about us? Um, (laughs) No, you crush it on the ads, Colton. But uh, awesome. So let's jump straight into competitive league because we've got a lot to talk about and I'm very excited to, to discuss it. Yeah, do we want to start with the lighter stuff or the the heavier stuff? <laughs> Let's start with the heavier stuff and move into the lighter stuff because I think that would be the most fun. <laughs> yeah, so update from last week, we talked about G2 and Ocelot and all that stuff. Um, since then, Ocelot has been, he, he stepped down as is the way he phrased it from G2. He's no longer the CEO. Um, it very much sounds like the way it's worded is he has nothing to do with the company anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. that's not really directly said. Um, it was rumored that Riot kind of forced their hand and said like, Hey, um, we're not going to associate, we don't want to like work with Ocelot in the LEC yet anymore. Um, it's kind of going to blacklist, we're going to blacklist him from all of our stuff and him as a public facing figure for G2, it's going to obviously harm G2 and LEC. Um, so like the, the first thing that came out was LEC kind of kicked, made Ocelot uh, sell his shares and like leave a CEO it then got later turned out like the LEC commissioner came out and said hey we never we never told him he can't do it uh or like he can't uh he has Mm -hmm. to leave um which very much seems like all the things are true that they are going to blacklist him but they didn't directly kick him out they they just pretty well kicked him out they pretty well said hey we're not going to have him in your content we don't want to associate with your brand when he's the ceo uh which is pretty equivalent of kicking him out because obviously your investors your partners all those people are like hey what the fuck get rid of this guy because he's gonna tank our fucking uh team um so it sounds like he's fully out it sounds like it wasn't directly riot but it was riot forcing board board members and investors uh to maybe change their ceo and ownership a little bit yeah which it's interesting because like i I think all of us feel similar i don't want to speak for you guys but i know nick and i talked about it a little bit in the discord it feels like it's overstepping um like as much as I think all of us agree that he entertain wasn't a good person platforming that guy is a fucking brain dead decision and doubling down on it's even fucking crazier. That being said, should who you associate with determine things such as your company potentially losing millions of dollars and how they can associate, right? That's the question yeah, it's, at hand. It, it, it's one of those things where enough like, layers removed as well, right? Where it's like as much as as like the ceo he like runs the team but like he is not like the coach or a player on the team he's very public facing though like he he really yeah, is like the face right. of g2 that's like the biggest thing and riot the fact that they have a hundred million dollar lawsuit about fucking women's rights at their company means they're trying to stay as far away from platforming misogynists etc like anything which i completely understand why riot wants to do this that being said i don't think we should clap and be excited for things like this i'm happy i was like he's gone i think he's a douchebag um i don't think we should be excited that riot enforced this in a way whether they did it directly or not directly because it sets a bad precedent that riot can police who is in the sphere right especially when you get into the discussion of like investors in companies like it's this bigger picture stuff that like sometimes you try to do like the the gotchas like oh, you don't like Ocelot and Danger Tate? Well, too bad you support Nestle or whatever, right? Like, I'm not sure yeah. to go as far like that with that gotcha. That being said, there is something to be said when we're not cool with certain people in the scene 
unless they have millions or billions of dollars and are funding stuff, right? Um, I, I think it's a weird line that if Riot has this power to control stuff, they're very obviously, their priorities are set in a certain way, I guess is the, the way I should phrase it. And it just feels bad to champion Riot having this level of power. Like, I, I fucking don't like Ocelot. I'm, I'm glad he's gone. I think it was done in a terrible way and it only creates potential bad scenarios in the future. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a like a challenging line to to cross, um, because at the at the end of the day, like it, it is really scary for Riot to have this much power. Like you were saying, I think in this case they're totally justified in doing it, um, and it sounds like the vast majority of the player base is okay with it too, the the fan base. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird like gray area it feels like almost. Yeah, and, it, and it's tough because like in again in this instance I I feel like vast majority of the league player base and like people in in general would agree with it. But if you like remove the specifics of the situation where it's like a team owner was, you know, publicly seen with somebody with views that like don't line up with Riot Games, right? Like Obviously, in this case, you know, misogynistic, not someone you'd want to be associated with. But it's like, okay, what if, you know, it was just somebody who, like, had a different, you know, political stance on something, like, less intense? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, again, being that Riot is owned by Tencent, like, what if it was just somebody who was, like, trying to put facts out about a situation it's like well we don't agree with your stance so you're completely blacklisted from the industry and you have to like sell all your shares like yeah that, that's uh, you know slippery slope but you know it, it is funny that's that possible. Like, <laughs> i guess it's like it's really we don't need to get into it but it is funny that like let's just say in this world we have bandrew bait instead right and instead of being a super misogynist he just is super homophobic right and he hates gay people um, and then Riot doing this exact same thing, except for the fact that they're owned by China, uh, like Tencent, who's like a, like, obviously China has issues with stuff like that. It, it would be like funny in like that scenario where it's like, obviously it, money matters to some degree in their decision making. Right. Um, oh so, yeah, for sure. I mean, the fact that LEC was going to sign with, um, like a neon or whatever, neon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Neon. Uh, if that's not like hypocrisy at its finest, I, I don't know what is, you know? Yeah, it, it's it's like a weird situation. Either way, I don't think it's something that should be fully celebrated, I guess, um, or at least celebrated with like the understanding that it maybe isn't that good of a thing, potentially. Also, I think outside of this one thing, it's also it's a fucking cunt, but he has done a lot of good things for G2, and I think any team would be silly not to pick him up as their CEO, allowing, like, assuming Riot isn't actually going to blacklist him. Um, I think if he started his own org right now, like a new org, um, he could turn that org into like a fucking super huge franchise. Oh like, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really sure. quickly. I think he's just like a actual like go getter. Like I think he's like actually like really, really good for the esports scene, like building businesses wise. Mm-hmm. I agree. But anyways, yeah, that is that. Uh, I want to quickly talk about the Fanatic stuff before I Let's get Let's talk about some more fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Fanatic's having a ton of issues. Um, a, uh, it sounds like they haven't scrimmed since playoffs because they're, some of their players are super burnt out and don't want to scrim, which is not a good sign. <laughs> no. Um, uh, B, two other players have COVID and that's their AD carry in their sport who are 
probably their best players on the team. Um, so they haven't gotten to NA yet. They are waiting to get updated results and hopefully come. So they have two subs, an emergency of a sub and their actual sub who are currently at, in Mexico uh, for plans. <laughs> and then nice. C, uh, Wonder was tweeting out today that uh, all their shit's fucked. Their PCs are all shit and they're like getting super low FPS when they play. So they haven't had any any real practice, um, even like so like you and stuff like that. Uh, so Fnatic's fucked, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, this is, I would say, not ideal for an org going into the most important tournament of the year. Um, I don't know if that's like a hot take or not, but that's uh, that's my thoughts on it. Um, so we had a little discussion in the Discord about like, hey, this sucks balls for like for Fnatic. It's also like maybe they have a, a tiny bit of blame uh, being an org valued at, what'd you say, $256 million yeah, and not having that, yeah. like backup precautions in place uh um i don't know some some method to prevent this from happening even though it happens you said every year yeah like <laughs> very frequently at least individually breaking these down like them not wanting to scrim and practice because they're burnt out that that's just fucking that's a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, embarrassing because yeah. like you're uh, fucking pro players being paid a shitload of money um yeah you need to have a little bit of a break but not practicing at all until worlds is fucking crazy uh, if you don't do well it's embarrassing um it, especially when you have to play to get into worlds like you're not even guaranteed to participate in the like the actual like knockout yeah. stage it's right? not even like a free year either there's fucking five teams and four of them are gonna make it through um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and I... the second is the covid thing which isn't their fault that just sucks it just no blows. not at all not at all and then yeah. the third thing is like the whole computer thing which we had a long discussion and there's a lot of stuff we don't know so I, I will give people on our Discord the benefit of the doubt. We don't know if they've tried to get computers. We don't know if Riot's not letting get the computers because they need like certain programs or whatever. That being said, I think it's crazy that we're sitting on Twitter complaining about having shitty computers instead of your GM or a fucking player going out to a store and buying a better computer. You're a yep. company valued at a shitload of money and assuming there's nothing barring them from doing it i i just don't know any other fucking sport let's just call esports sports for like so, this kind of area where a fucking player like a star player wouldn't fucking find a way to make their equipment work so they can fucking practice like that's so i just think like pro players are either young naive or like lazy like in general by by the way i looked it up um so formula one recently banned um uh backup cars however in nascar like every team is allowed to carry a, a backup so like mm -hmm. the fact that an organization such as Fnatic doesn't have backup computers is like pretty fucking insane to me um when that's your when that's your entire like uh, this, this is what your company is right like this mm -hmm. is yeah. your this is your like your the biggest event of the year you are solely relying on one piece of equipment like uh, at the end yeah, of the day yeah i mean like it, it... I, again, to like jump back to like traditional sports example, like uh, I don't know, Shaq dunks through the backboard in the middle of a playoffs game, and they're just like, all right, well that's the end of the series. We don't have any backboards, <laughs> or like, like I don't know, practicing. somebody like all, somebody all hits a home run shit. out of the ballpark. Like and they're just they we only had one baseball so it's just yeah. insane like I, I i couldn't imagine this happening in any other like sport i'm just gonna keep saying that because i i do make the yeah, yeah. comparisons apt at least here um mm -hmm. it just very much feels like i i do think the players are young and i think that weighs in a little bit but i also think like in general 
a little bit lazy. Um, and I don't think it's fully on the, like, obviously this is Riot's fault first and foremost, right? The fact that this has yes. happened multiple years at multiple international events where like the equipment's shit that they're practicing on is fucking crazy. That being said, mm-hmm. fucking day two of your shit being fucked, why isn't your GM out there looking for computers? If you're a player, if you're fucking day three and you're like, I've gotten zero good practice in, why aren't you fucking figuring out a solution? Like, I, I think, yeah, A, it's Riot's fault. B, it's the GM slash co- co- like, uh, staff's fault. C, the players should be fucking trying too. It's not like they're like, it's not like they're just like sitting ducks. You know what I mean? It's not like we, oh, mm. we just sit inside and fucking wait because our computers are, go fucking buy a computer. It's so crazy that, to me, dude. That seems like an excuse that I would use to get out of something. Like, yeah. oh, uh, my computer's broken. And there's nothing I could do to fix it. But then I also don't have $250 million to. <laughs> I don't know. It's just or, it's crazy. Yeah. And like, once again, there it might is. be stuff like preventing them. But without that information, man, it does just seem like it's just embarrassing. If Fnatic blows out in groups, it, it's sad, man. It's really sad outside of the COVID stuff, which is, it just isn't their fault. Right. But no. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's just. Yeah. It's not a good look from, I, I think, literally anyone involved. And uh a bit disappointing that this is how the 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 world the, the the biggest tournament in the League of Legends world and this is how it's like going down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking not practicing so. is still fucking crazy to me though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's wild. The only the only thing I can think of which would be really really shitty was just like that. They're they're of the opinion of like okay, well we're 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 barely here. We're playing to make it into the tournament. Obviously, we're not going to like do well and go far. So like, what's the point? And like, God, I hope that they don't have that it, defeated. Of a if mentality. any team I supported did that, I I feel like I would instantly stop being a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm unless like... it uh, unless it led to like a better position for the future. Like if you are in a a league with a draft and you're like, okay, well this this year's kind of a wash. We're gonna tank to get a better draft pick, Dude. right? Like. <laughs> That I can that I can understand because at the at the very least you're like you're you're forward facing you know it's not like oh we just don't have a chance at winning dude imagine yeah, looking know. at this from fucking upsets perspective uh, who like is he's the one of the players who like was saying that his team like doesn't want to scrim and stuff like that and he's also the player who has covid like so <laughs> they finish playoffs right they like fucking scrape by right get into worlds um and then his team doesn't want to scrim because they're burnt out right who knows what if it's one of the players two of their players coaching staff yeah. whatever right. Uh, but he wants to scrim. He just fucking does, but no one wants to scrim. He's like, fuck, that's terrible. Okay, we're going to go to world. We're going to go to like uh, NA and we're going to go fucking his, uh, boot camp. Oh, I have COVID. I can't go. So he's sitting back in EU, right? Uh, and his team's going there. Uh, so he's just playing solo queue. And then you find out that your team also isn't scrimming, isn't playing games <laughs> yeah. because their equipment's shit and no one wants to fix it. Dude, I would want to fucking die. <laughs> yeah, how does that like, how does that possibly look like good? for for the players right like this is the this is how the org is going to handle the situation in literally the biggest moment of some of these players lives yeah. like some of these i would not be surprised if some of these players don't get back to worlds and this is like this is it for them and this is how it, this is how it's going down like Dude, it's if, just i don't if know it's upset fucking misses wild. getting into actual worlds because he's not there for the first day or whatever and they lose those games because they're not practiced like they have uh, rookies they have like subs and like no one cared and then he comes in then wins the rest of the games but they don't have enough games to like qualify that that's like enough to make a player just leave a team like without a doubt oh for sure for sure (laughs) i feel like that's enough to for an org to just like just permanently be in like poor graces with, with everyone you know like that's so shitty (laughs) we're <laughs> gonna talk about some fun stuff. Yeah, I, was I gonna do. Say, yeah. Now that we've talked about all of that with Fnatic, who do you guys uh, have winning that group? 
<laughs> uh, well, they're in play-in, so they've got to beat other teams before they can even get into a group. Sorry, who do you have winning that play-in group? It, it's, it gets a little confusing because like, uh, Team 1 auto-qualifies, then Team 2 and 3 play, and then the winner of that plays the other team from the other bracket, so it's a little hard. Um, I still think EG is going to get out first in that group after like, hearing about the Fanatic stuff, but uh, get, who's going to get out second is a little bit harder because like, the group switch and all that jazz. But mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I do well, want to talk about let's is Let's go to play-ins. the top of Pickums. Yeah. Yeah, or uh, sorry, Pickums. Um, so this year, Pickums, they fucking totally revamped it. It's so fucking cool, man. This it's is so like, sick. It, Love this it. is so one of the best better. things that Riot's done in a while. Um, so <laughs> It's so much better, but I'm also like, I feel so lost. Like, I feel like every other year, I was like, at least I have a decent idea. This year, I'm just like, I don't fucking know which champion's going to have the highest win rate. I, yeah. What the fuck do you mean? But I think I think that's the fun part is like yeah. no one really knows. Like there yeah. there are, you know, a lot of prevailing theories about some of them. But at the end of the day, it could just be fucking no one. You know, yeah. it, it could just be a, a champion that no one expected. Yeah, so mm. we just want to have a discussion where we, like, talk about these things. Uh, there's only 22 hours as of the recording. By the time this goes up, there'll be, like, 20 hours left. Um, so hopefully mm-hmm. if you need to change some things and you get some advice from us, you can change them. Uh, and if they do this again next year, we'll try to get them in, like, really, really early so we can give you guys some advice and stuff. Um, but we mm-hmm. want to give you guys some, like, maybe tips or what we're picking and uh, why we're picking stuff. And maybe you can help influence your decisions a little bit. Because they've completely reworked uh, Pick'ems. You should go to uh, pick'em.lollysport.com. Uh, it's, like, choosing stuff like who will be picked the most. Uh, what player will get the most pentakills like all these fun things um so we're gonna go through yeah, all those right now wanna... okay yeah i was gonna say are we going through them all so let's start with champions who will be picked the most let's start with um what, what all three of us picked and then we'll like give some more suggestions i yeah, I, I think that's I, a good I, idea. I made a big list okay. of like things that i think are also viable options but let's go through what we picked first for each one sure okay. uh so for the first one i picked trundle i think he's gonna be the most picked character um i think he is uh, probably the strongest jungler, but not strong enough to to warrant. Well, I'm sorry. I think he'll, he's going to be the second strongest jungler, and not the one that is strong enough to warrant a ban. That's my thought process. What about you, Colton? I said Aatrox Ooh, for that's a kind good. of similar reason because, like, I feel like he's always good, viable top, but he's very rarely banned. Hmm. That's a good thought process. Yeah. How about um, you? I chose Orn. I think Orn's like top laners don't really get banned. Uh, yeah. Overall, Orn's like super, super good in the meta. I was really going between Orn and Aatrox as my two. Um, but I think Orn's going to be like a top three picked character at the tournament for sure. And uh, just okay. some other ones that I listed that are viable as well that I think in my mind would be Orn, Aatrox, and Renekton. Those are kind of the three that I think are, they'll be picked a shitload. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. For the most banned, uh, I have Hecarim, although I think think like another acceptable answer would be maokai i also have hecarim by the way i said Callista. Callista's is mm-hmm. a really good one as well uh i feel like like they they nerfed hecarim and they're nerfing him again but i don't think that that's going to be i think the patch we're on now is going to be world's patch right or is yes that next one? yes no, the this current is one. one okay so that next nerf won't have gone through no um I don't know, I feel like... I, I also think they just nerfed Callista on the last patch. Oh, did they? Like, pretty wow. heavily, I think. I have Callista on my list, though, Gold, and I think she's a fine one. The other, like, one that I think is really yeah. interesting is Caitlyn. <laughs> um, yeah. Caitlyn's probably going to be the best AD carry on the patch for Worlds. Um, mm. That being said, I feel like teams don't really ban AD carries and kind of just face tank them a lot. So I don't know if she'll actually ban a lot, or she's going to be highly banned or just contested every game. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Is like uh, unless you're like Zeri levels of broken, I feel like she really doesn't get or AD carries really don't get banned uh, quite frequently. It's just more plug and play than than anything. Um, 
was was my thoughts behind also Hecarim being the best jungler maybe the best champion in the game on this patch it's uh yeah. pretty uh pretty telling for me cool um, next awesome. is who uh, will have the highest win rate at Worlds with a five-game minimum played. I chose Renata, which I've seen zero other people choose, but I think it's a good pick in the fact that I think only mm-hmm. good teams fucking play this character. I don't think she'll be played more than like seven times, eight times at Worlds, but I think most of them will be wins. I think like all but like one of them. That's my guess is like how I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's it. I think that is the the strategy to go for is like pick a character that excels in a specific scenario that won't get picked a bunch because they're not going to have a high win rate, but, but will get like results when they do get picked. Um, yeah. Like ideally you want a character that's picked like five to seven times at most. Yeah. For this so question. I, for that, I mean, and for that reason, I went Janna. I think she is a really, really strong, uh, specifically glacial Janna is such a good pick into some of these meta like champions. Like what do you do as, as Aatrox versus uh, glacial augment Janna? Right. Like there's so little that you can actually do in that without actually just getting a huge flank. And by that, at that point, you could just be playing any champion. So I, I think she's going to have uh, the highest win rate. Yeah. Only other thing to consider for this is um, thinking about characters that only really good teams will play or can play. So like Chinese teams True. playing like Fiora top gang mm-hmm. playing shit like that. Um because like mm-hmm. obviously then like the shitty teams that are going to lose won't be playing them and have a lower win rate but that's the only other thing you could really consider here but i actually yeah. think fiora is going to be like the one of the more meta top laners i don't even think she's going to come out as a counter pick i think you're going to be able to blind her and then you have to respond with she's really uh, good like yeah I, I think she's really strong uh and pros will pros will see that cool. my pick for this was kennen but i feel like i need to change it because i was just like i think kennen's really I, good choice <laughs> I think Kennen's good, but I feel like Kennen's going to get picked too much to yeah, be fair. able like, right, where it's like after like 10 or like plus games picked, like you're probably not going to break like 60%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I had. So who do you guys think is going to be played in the most different roles? So this one is a tough one because I think there's only a, a handful of champions that you can actually pick. Um, yeah, there's. I feel like there's a lot of champions that can fit two roles. Yeah, and trying to find the third. So for that, I'm I'm going Seraphine because I think, I think you could see her mid and and carry like eighty carry pretty easily. Uh, but there may be some teams who try to just like flex her into support to like to make her work. You know, I do want to want to say the only caveat about Seraphine that I'd be careful about is that we don't know how Riot is doing this, meaning that. There's some teams that the AD carry will play Seraphine, and there's some teams oh, that they support will play Seraphine, and you know what I mean. Like she, she could be played support, but then she could also be played AD carry, like the, as the carry, but the support's still playing her, um, mm-hmm. and that I would assume still counts as a support pick. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's just something to consider. Yeah, I guess that's just a, t- a little technicality to 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 think about. Yeah, for sure. I chose fucking Sejuani though, because I know for a fact she's going to be That's played uh, top in top in uh, jungle, top in jungle, and I also think she will she be played twice. I think in LCK as support, um, I think there's a good chance she's played again. The only other one I was even considering was uh, Maokai, because he's obviously going to be played top. He's obviously going to be played support, and then maybe he pulls yeah. out a jungle pick. That was yeah, it depends. I I went Maokai for oh, that yeah. reason because I was like, okay, definitely good top, definitely good support. Maybe somebody tries to make it work in the jungle. Um, but I, it's, it's me, really tough. Like trying was to, this, 
So was was twelve eighteen where Maokai received additional jungle buffs? Yeah, yeah. He's he's back to fifty yes, percent. Okay. So he's he's pretty good in jungle as well. Yeah, I actually think I'm gonna change from No, I'm gonna stick with Seraphine, but I do think Maokai is like I I'm gonna regret not going Maokai, I think. <laughs> it's just so. fun how we've all had like kind of different answers so far. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, next one's really interesting. It's who has to <laughs> have the most asset world. It's not the most like on average. It's the most totals. So you have to have a character that's played a lot but also dies a lot. I think <laughs> if, if Colton solo Q games are anything to to base off this this <laughs> off of, uh, the little sad mummy is yeah. going to be the champion with the highest amount of deaths because I feel like. You literally have to QR and die, and that's like you're operating at ninety eight percent efficiency. Yeah, like and and it's 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 just such a powerful like one two combo that you you really don't need items, you don't need levels. I mean, beyond you know level six and maybe level eleven, but he's like so low income, high Im- impact that I think he like he's going to easily trade one for one any day of the week and be ecstatic about that yeah um that's a really good answer <laughs> i think it was like one of the top ones i'm considering changing i'm currently on wukong i don't think wukong will be played as much hmm. but here's the thing junglers do have a lot of deaths They're, them and supports are going to be probably the best picks for this type yeah. of thing that being said i think top teams will be playing like wukong less but all playing teams in my head are going to play Wukong as much as they were before. And he was like a top meta pick and they mm-hmm. will be dying more often is my to idea. To the good teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of my process, good yeah. I was thinking about Amumu, but I'm also thinking like, fuck, is Amumu like going to be played that much compared to another sport? Like maybe I should just pick Nautilus who's going to be played more often than Amumu, but die less. But like even yeah. if Nautilus has four more games than Amumu and he dies three less times a game than on average than Amumu, that's still an extra... Four, uh, sorry, sixteen deaths. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it just yeah, it's tough. I I think Amumu's a like he is the answer to um <laughs> who dies the most uh, on average to, to Yumi, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. I <laughs> no. I was. I don't mean it like that. Um. So I I think like he is picked into Yumi, but yeah, I don't know if he is like really pickable into a lot of other other characters. So. I'm changing my Nautilus. Sorry, you can go Colton though. <laughs> I I had had mine as Silas, which I was I was planning mm. on like adjusting at some point. Cause I was just like, okay, like he's a super popular mid laner, but he's a melee mid laner, so That's that's like, a good point. <laughs> he has to be in the fight. That being said, when Silas is ahead he doesn't die. So Yeah. yeah. And I don't think it's that hard to get ahead on Silas. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who you got the clips of who was it? Larson on Silas against. I think G2? I'm probably going to change it Ooh. to a Moo Moo. Yeah. I like that. I think that's the right choice. I'm going to stick with Nautilus, but I think you guys might be on it with Moo. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, next, we're on to okay, the player players. Okay, players. Yeah. Genuinely, no fucking idea. So take mine with a grain of. The I think these ones are a little bit more varied, but you ca- should have like an archetype that you should have for most of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is who will have the highest KDA? Um, do you guys have any choices I- for this? So I think this has to be a an Eastern eighty carry player. Eighty carry or mid <laughs> is player, my archetype. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm picking ruler. I also picked ruler. I also picked ruler. Uh, I was setting to ruler <laughs> okay. Jovi though. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, who's gonna play the most champions? This one's hard because I was so my initial pick is Fudge, and I may change that. My thought process was I think G or I think Cloud Nine is a team that is willing and fudge specifically is a team willing to just pick random bullshit 
and try to like see if it works. You know, we've seen he was the like the only player in NA to like predominantly play set like more than a couple times, um, which is like kind of kind of my thought process. That being said, like he's not going to have the most champions played if he only plays six games. And yeah, that doesn't get out of groups. Mm-hmm. That point that you made was really my question for this was my real question is what team is going to have the most number of games played? Mm-hmm. Um, was it was kind of my basis for the question because I think that matters way more than the variety. Cause like, even if let's yeah, let's say he picked a different character every game, but only played six games, you know, person who picks a different character every three games, but played, you know, 20 games yeah. has more. Um, for that reason, I went with Chovy. I don't know if he has a diverse champion pool, but I feel like he'd be the kind of player who does. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's and I feel good. like they're going to go far. Um, I was going to like add on to like the point about like the number of games because uh, one thing to consider is that pe- uh, sorry, not Pickums plans also count here. Um, so a team oh. like RNG, although I don't think they're going to make it to like finals, for example, I think they're going to make it to at least quarterfinals. Um, and what that means is a, t- a player like Breathe, the top laner for um, RNG, is going to get to fucking dunk on play in teams for like 20 games, or not 20 games, like 10 games, playing whatever the fuck he wants, um, right? He's going to be playing some, some random shit, I think. And I think that will increase his champion pool a lot. Um, so I currently have Breathe. I'm thinking of changing it to Hands um, because he plays a just like fucking everything um, support, um, the Gen G support. He's also going to probably make it to yeah. finals, so he has extra games. Um, but, but I really do think the benefit plans, of right? plans is like is huge. Like you can just do whatever you want, and just dick on teams. So yeah. Also, oh, Faker's a good choice as well. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, I'm changing. I'm gonna go to Lahans. Honestly, I think I think being like pretty well confirmed for finals is like a huge advantage. Like even though it, like plans is the thing, you could just see like yeah. RNG play it super safe while they're getting their like footing and not being playing as much crazy shit. Uh, so I'm gonna change the Lahans as well. I've I've been convinced. Hell yeah. If I. I I, I think it's a really good argument, but I I, I don't want to just eh fuck it. We we all you know what? No, I'm gonna take I'm taking breathe. We ride from together, you. we die together. I'll Hell take it. I'll take breathe from you because oh, I think I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next is who will get at least one pentakill worlds. This can be like a multitude of players. Um. I think the last three worlds there's only been one pentakill. Um. It's pretty well always an eighty carry who gets it, so that kind of narrows it down. I chose Gala. Gala is RNG's eighty carry. He's playing in plans. He's gonna be playing against the bottom eight teams at the tournament um, that's true so I, I think it's a good one they're also could just not be a pentacle at worlds i think other good choices are like viper you know like top yeah. 80 carries but i my heart so desperately wanted to pick prince um, yeah. but he is obviously not attending <laughs> worlds um so i i went with viper who i think is uh obviously cracked <laughs> I had Ruler, but I think you make a really good point about Gala. Again, like, being in play-ins of, like, best of ones against not as great teams. Yeah. And I think Gala is just a ridiculously good player as well. Um, right? Because, like, it's it's tough to see a world where, like, if Ruler and Viper are both in the same game that one of them outclasses the other significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if like, if it's like Gala against, you know, a, a, a bot David. laner that probably would be like, <laughs> yeah, like top 10 in NA. Yeah. Um, against Colton's misfortune. Yeah. Against my, if it's Gala against my f- misfortune, I'm hundred percent getting a pen to kill that game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, it's very cool though. Um, next is who will get the most first blood kills at Worlds. My recommendation would be narrow it down to a jungler because they typically yes. get the most uh, first yeah. bloods. But after that, it's kind of like open. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was my thought process was, okay, it's probably going to be a jungler. Who do I think is going to be like the best early game jungler? And I pick Kanavi. I chose Kanavi as well. I am <laughs> uh, going with uh, the strategy, hey, um, RNG's got to play a lot of games. Way's really good. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, historically an extremely aggressive early game team. Uh, I'm going to go with Way. I think Way's a really it's, good choice uh, as well. This is my first blood choice. Hell yeah. And then last but not least, um, for players, who will get the most kills in a single game? I went with Gala again. It's going to be like he's just farm. He, he, he A gets to play playing games versus bad teams, and he's just going to farm them, I think. so. Yeah, again, I think you got to pick an AD carry as that tends to be the 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 how pro play ter- ends out. Um, I, I, I went with Viper, who was my uh, pentakill pick. I I had Chovy. Um and I, I feel like I kind of want to change it now, again, because I, I feel like the, the play-ins element is huge. Um, I feel like it definitely still could be Chovy, Yes. because I sure. would not be surprised in a game that, like, his team is losing for him to just have, like, 24 kills. Yeah. But I think it's also, like, not... It wouldn't surprise me if there were, like, three games in the play-in stage that, like, Gala had 15-plus kills. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, getting those extra games is crazy. Yeah um you know fuck it i have faith in chovy we keep we keep Hell chovy. yeah nice okay. chovy's gonna have Cho- chovy's gonna have at least one game with over 20 kills yeah <laughs> that would be <laughs> impressive i wonder what the like the the record for number of kills at worlds is it's probably like 15 or so i bet something like that yeah and i also bet it it gets significantly lower the deeper in yeah like, oh, oh just, absolutely. Like, most, most kills in one game quarterfinals up it's probably like 10 yeah yeah 10 i feel like would be a bunch like this player smurfed his ass off <laughs> mm-hmm. or cool. it was just like a long game yeah we're halfway through awesome. we're on to teams um the first one is a pretty straightforward one which team will win worlds <laughs> uh i believe i picked genji <laughs> yeah i chose genji as well. I look crazy good uh, i also went Gen- if there's one thing i've learned over the years of playing pickums is if you see korea as an option you pick korea <laughs> Fair enough. It is funny. I think I, now I, it might be LPL, though. Yeah, I think Genji's the best team, but I also think, like, two, three, four, maybe even five are um, all LPL teams. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, cool. Um, next is which team will place first in playing group A? I chose EG. I was going to choose Fnatic, but they look like they're imploding, so I chose EG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Same. I think all of us add Fnatic and then switch it to EG when we're like, yeah. shit, <laughs> Fnatic might not have all their players. Might not have all their players. Oh, it turns out and they're they not practicing practice. at all. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's hard to pick anyone but EG, I think. Especially when they only play each other to single ba- uh, round robin. So, like, and uh, EG plays Fnatic oh, day one, uh, meaning Ooh, okay. Fnatic's yeah. probably likely not to have upset um, in their support day one, meaning they're only going to have one chance to play EG, and they're not going to have their AD carry and support, and they're going to have less practice. It's like, maybe if, like, they play, it was a double round robin, I could see them, like, beating EG the second time, but I don't know yeah. about this, man. It's yeah, like, maybe almost. beating him a second time, and then, like, if it was a tie break, yeah. beating that. But, like, yeah, it's tough. Because, again, even if they, like, even if they get both of those players for day one, which would be unlikely... There's no way that they're gonna have both of their players for more than like one scrim block. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, not a good look for EG. I would say. 
Next is what team will place first in Group B. I chose RNG. I think they're a step above um, DRX, but DRX is probably the other good choice here in this group. Yeah. Yeah, I also picked RNG. RNG. I think it's pretty easy. Cool. Next is Um, which team from a region with two seeds or less will advance the furthest through Worlds. Um, This one is... was probably the hardest for me yeah there's a couple like standouts but like really any of them could happen i chose gom but i think other good choices are like mega bank detonation focus me um some people are high on the chiefs but i don't think the chiefs are gonna do very well (laughs) yeah i uh i picked detonation focus me i went with gam uh i i was thinking about memeing with like flying oyster but i don't think (laughs) it would be worth it um i i don't know yeah it's really tough to say but i i'm thinking cam because i think historically they've always like they've always played at worlds and and if that makes sense where it's like a lot of teams show up but it's just a meme where it's like okay gam is actually like here and trying and they they're they're not going to win but like they they might be in like the top you know in like between like eight and twelve of the teams at tournament for sure yeah cool um, uh, and then the last one was which team will play the most different champions at worlds this yeah. one's also a little tough i th- so i originally have cloud nine down just because you know it's it, it, the same um kind of mindset that i had for picking fudge for this t- question uh but i'm gonna switch to rng um i don't think i i think the argument that cloud nine is not going to get out of groups is too compelling yeah <laughs> i initially said jdg because i feel Good like choice. they're gonna go far in the tournament i feel like they will probably drop games in best of series um and i feel like they are probably more willing to play weird shit um again it's tough though with like the eight extra games you get from play-ins mm-hmm yeah. Uh, I'm considering RNG, but I think I want to keep JDG. Go for it. Yeah, uh, I chose T1. Um, I think both Carrier and Faker have a pretty big variety, and I also think with uh, it becoming like a little bit more of a top meta for this world, I think that Zeus is also going to get to play a bunch. I don't think they're going to make it as far as Gen G, but I also think they just all play my, more diverse stuff than Gen G. So. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm so excited to watch Zeus play yeah. against other, other champions. Same with 369. And then the you last section. It, I, you convinced me. I'm switching to T1. Hell yeah. Always dude, T1, be a T1 stand. Fourth Worlds. Um, I'm, you know, I'm switching them. They win Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Hell switching yeah. for the player section. Faker for every selection. That'd be sick. <laughs> and last but not least, we have the event section, uh, which is a bunch of fun stuff. The first one is how many reverse sweeps will there be at Worlds uh, out of a total, out of 11 total best of fives? So I. My, so I don't necessarily think that this is the wisest choice. Um, there have been a lot of a lot of reverse sweeps, and I think the only reason I'm going with three plus uh, is because it encompasses a higher like percentage of the total like number of options than zero, one, or two. Right? Like, yeah. so if if it's three plus, that's <laughs> Maybe this is like a very simple way to think about it, but like that includes four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Yeah, you know, yeah. and with it, with the number of of reverse sweeps that have happened, I, I I don't know. I felt compelled to 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 select that. What about you, Colton? I am between one and two right now because I think historically it, Worlds has always been very one sided. Best of fives. Um. 
I think it very rarely goes to five games, let alone reverse sweep. Um, yeah, reverse sweep like, for reverse those who don't know, by the way, you have to be up three and then you have to lose. Or up two and then you have to lose, sorry. Yeah, it has to be two oh, wins true. and then that's three true. losses. It's not even just like you yeah. won the series from behind. Um, and I'll, I, stick, I, I'll stick with it, but I do think I have the wrong answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to keep mine at one because I, I think it's very unlikely for a team to win two games and, and get reverse swept like at on that stage mm-hmm. with at least historically how one-sided worlds typically is like it's normally three o's and three ones we very rarely get a best of five let alone a a two o into three losses yeah um i chose zero um statistically in the last five years of worlds the most reverse sweeps has ever been is one (laughs) um so i'm gonna say zero for this one okay (laughs) i'm gonna change it to i'll 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 come down (laughs) but be different i'll change it to two sounds good Nerds, uh, what you have faith. <laughs> uh, what about pentacles? How many pentacles will be at Worlds, boys? Uh, I'm going kind of crazy. I, th- I picked two. I said one because I need a player to get at least one pentakill for 100 points. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, in the next uh, last three years, Worlds is only Wait, been what did you say? one. I chose one as well. Okay, gotcha. Um, cool. And then game length, um, what will be the longest duration game at Worlds? This one's pretty mm. up in the air. Yeah, yeah this, so. this one is so tough. I, I, I went 44, 59 or less. It's just hard to pick any higher than that, I guess. Yeah, that's what I currently have, Nick. I'm thinking about moving it one up to 45 to 50 minutes um, just because there's so many games. But, like, dude, games should never fucking go over 35 minutes, dude, with, like, Elder and all that shit. Um, it's yeah, just that's like- what I mean is, like, it, 45 minutes and not a, a, a team hasn't gotten Elder or Double Baron or Soul, and like, to, to win by then? I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, I ended up doing 45 to 50. I... It's really tough because I agree with you. The like games really shouldn't go past forty five in competitive like solo queue fiestas. I can see it. Yeah. Um. It's also really tough because I feel like if a game gets to forty five, it's just as likely to go to fifty or fifty five plus. Like if you haven't ended the game in the first forty five minutes, then whatever's been happening is gonna keep happening potentially for five to ten more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I. I would almost feel more confident moving it up if it was 45 to 55 minutes rather than yeah. 45 to 50 and then 50 to 55. Like if yeah. those were one option versus two. Cool. Um, next I'm, is... I'm, I'm, I'm trusting in plans to have just one fiesta <laughs> of a game that goes like yeah. 46 minutes. Um, how many Baron steals will be at Worlds? I found this one to be the hardest question, by the way. Yeah, me too. Um, I went three to five. I think it's going to be... Uh, yeah, I, I, I went 3 to 5. It's just my, my base gut feeling. That's what I had originally. I moved it up to 6 to 8 just because I'm like, fuck, man. There's been games where there's like 2 or even two 3 a game, in a game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, that just fucks you completely if there's ever like a 2 or a 3 or in a game. Um, So I'm just kind of assuming yeah. that's going to happen at least once. So I said 6 to 8. Yeah, that's I'm fair. currently on 3 to 5. I, I'm with you that I think it's like between that and 6 to 8. Um. I uh, you know I I think that there's absolutely going to be at least two Baron steals in yeah. play-ins, yeah. Um, and so it's a question of like throughout the tournament, are we going to get three more Baron steals or mm-hmm. more than that? 
Um, but I, uh, if it was just like objective steals, I'd be much higher. I think Baron steals are. Oh yeah, for sure. Like obviously Baron steals are less common than Drake steals, but I think, uh, I think three to five, I'm going to, I'm going to trust in the junglers there to know how to smite. Mm -hmm. And then what Drake will be killed the most at worlds? There is a statistically correct answer. Um, doesn't mean it will happen. Um, but do you guys want to say yours first? Can we all say it on like on the count yeah. of three? I think, right. no, what the fuck is the statistically correct answer? No, no, no. Wait, wait. <laughs> Just pick your say your answer. I'm gonna say sure. one, two, three, go, and okay. then on go we said okay. Yeah. One, two, three, go. Cloud. cloud. Yeah. <laughs> it's statistically okay, cloud, yeah, it's cloud. Um, <laughs> which in theory, like once again, in theory, every single fucking soul at worlds could just be ocean that is statistical yeah for sure that's possible um but statistically it's uh cloud is the most taken dragon because um if a team's like behind they're more willing to give up a cloud dragons to the other team while they like claw their way back into the game is the idea um mm, you, you feel like you're like less threatened to fight for them and stuff uh so they're, yeah they're it's not like they're dragons. stacking up four infernals yeah 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 so that's kind of the idea so statistically it's cloudy obviously it could be anything um just like there could just be like way more ocean souls at uh worlds just randomly but mm-hmm. well, we'll see Cool. That's Pick'ems. Pick'ems is way more fun this year. Hopefully uh, you guys do well. The rewards are also sick, by the way. They have, like, tons of cool stuff. If you get top 5,000, you get the fucking Azir skin, by the way, which is cool. Oh, that's sick. That's, yeah. uh, I, I like that. The, um, the Azir skin, I think, looks really cool. It is, is it is a little bit mecha, I understand, um, but I'm sick. Yeah. Uh, or it's sick, not I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Let's want to do some, e- uh, let's do uh, our sponsor, actually. Yeah, Nord. Nord. Nord VPN. You know them. You love them. They provide the highest quality encryption and privacy protection for your internet traffic. And guess what? You can get a special deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. You're going to get four bonus months. That's right, four months. That's three more months than the last time I talked about it. Um, That's four months of bonus uh, subscription for free. You're going to get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well as by using our code and that web link. You will be getting a discount on any plan that you choose. They have three great plans. You can do the standard, which is just the VPN, their plus plan, which has that plus password generation and storage, or you can go for the full complete plan where you can get the VPN, password storage and generation, as well as an encrypted file locker to keep all of your rare Pepe's and NFT's safe. Um, it's really important. Nick, tell me about how many NFTs you have. <laughs> uh, I do own approximately 16, uh, high quality, unique NFTs, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that I will not be disclosing, but thanks to NordVPN, no well, one can steal them. Jokes on you. I already screenshotted them, nerd. Oh, you got destroyed. <laughs> but if cool. you had NordVPN prior to me doing that, you would have been safe. <laughs> True. And you could have done that by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. And uh, you get a bunch of cool stuff like four months free and a fatty discount. Hell yeah. Thank uh, you. Un- Thank you. Un- unironically, Nord is super sick. I watched a ton of uh, illegally streamed college football <laughs> this weekend. It's not, A, it's not illegal to watch. It's illegal to, to do the streaming. Um, and uh, I do appreciate Nord for... <laughs> Uh, maybe covering that up. Allowing <laughs> you to say you, you're somewhere else for a vacation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not nice. Me. Yeah, how is how is your trip to Denmark? 
It was poggers. <laughs> nice. Cool. Uh, so thank you again, Nord, and on to roundtable. What you got for us, Aiden? Yeah, um, this week's roundtable question is uh, right here. It's <laughs> um, the year is 2028, and you have won the LOL World Championship with your signature pick. Who is your world skinned for, and what aspect uh, is added to make them unique to you? We got a good amount of answers this week. Um, one from Tyler says, if I'm winning the world uh, championship in 2028, it's because I played some brain dead champ like Yumi and my world skin. I'd want <laughs> invisible skin where I just never have to see her again. <laughs> it's funny. Um, next is from Randy who said Sejuani with my wife's hair. <laughs> Sorry, I don't oh think it's supposed God. to be funny, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> next is from Casey who said my Soraka skin mocks enemy team members for losing, even though they're clearly better than me. Uh, her taunt com- uh, compares her APM to the nearest visible champion, <laughs> and her recall <laughs> animation features the letters get uh, sorry carried um, falling from the sky in a semicircle in front of her. Um, Speedy Spike said Myko skin would have spiky hair instead of a mohawk. Oh, sorry, instead of a mohawk and would have a heterochromia just like my dog Echo. That'd be sick, actually. Um, and then Senex said, Make Irelia resemble my OC that I created so I can see her on the rift beating people up. Or maybe there's a top lane female champion that has a sword, then that could be my choice. Uh, but Irelia is the one that I made, uh, I mean, that I can think of for now. That is cool. Like, if you could make it based off like a character that you actually like drew. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, it's from Stove who said, If I just won World, I'd choose Vi as my skin. What would make it unique is that in the recall, uh, he'd just be smashing, <laughs> he'd just smash a desk because I would 100% <laughs> do that if I won Worlds. <laughs> It's funny. Um, Awesome. This week's question, though, is what is your biggest hopes, hot takes, and honest thoughts going to Worlds 2022? Ooh. um, My biggest hope is that Cloud9 doesn't disappoint us all. Yeah. Um, I think my hot take... I don't even. I don't know if I have a hot take. I, I honestly. It can don't just know be anything. It doesn't take. have to be all three. It can just, it's just more discussion. Okay. Um. And my honest thoughts are: I think this world is going to prove that, or maybe not prove, but like once again show that the the West is not nearly close to competing with the the East. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nationally. The, my my hot take was going to be, and I don't think it's that hot of a take, is that there will not be a Western team in top four. No. I think top eight's even fucking stretching it, dude. Um, yeah, I, I I think that there will be one Western team in top eight and yeah. zero Western teams in top four. Yeah, uh, my biggest hope is just like for good competitive series. Uh, like if if we could get as many five game series as we got in NA finals at World, I would be ecstatic. Yeah, that'd be sick. Um, like watching good League of Legends and watching international competition gets to happen so rarely that you know that's i to me that that is always my hope for worlds is like that there are many games and that there are competitive games interesting games mm-hmm. not just like back and forth smashes until one team has a trophy yeah yeah um for me um my biggest hope is that maybe next year we might get different formats it seems like riot's kind of listening now which is nice it's been a little bit long but uh, hopefully they're listening um like i want to have a discussion on the show like in a week or two where we talk about like I also don't think there should be four seeds from any region. I, I just think that, yeah, it, it creates the best competition having more Korean and Chinese teams, but I also think that that's not what Worlds fully needs to be out. I think it's just, like, cool having international representation. I think having four Chinese, four Korean teams honestly leads to quarter semis, finals being a little bit less interesting to me, but we can talk about that another week. Um, do do you the, think you would be fine if it was, um, like... Every every team had to play in to 
to do it. No, I I just don't think I like value this as a tournament where like the best teams are going. If we want to have a team like a tournament where it's like actually the best teams, I would prefer if like every team sent like eight teams to play in a big fucking thing. You know what I mean? Because uh, then yeah. like yeah, there'd be zero NA and zero EU teams. Like it'd just be fucking like six Korean teams, seven Chinese teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, like, if there was like a double round robin where every region sent six teams. Yeah, like it, you each year, you'd maybe have one NA and one EU team going out of like to like a best of like the top sixteen teams. Yeah, it just feels like we're we're already not accomplishing a tournament format where like the best teams are there. Then like because like the reality is NA should have maybe one or two teams. EU should maybe have like two or three teams. You know what I mean? And then China should probably have five or six, and Korea should probably have like four. Yeah. Like it, it just feels like we're already not doing that. I'd rather just have it where like every like like naeu korea trying to have three at max and then like there's more other teams like vcs all that other stuff like competing it'd be like fun in my opinion but mm-hmm. um outside of that though Fair my enough. only other thing is uh it's kind of outside of worlds but I th- i'm watching champions because kind of got me hope this is like a big hope i'm talking about on discord i think that hopefully hopefully danny recovers mental health wise and does really well but if he doesn't play at worlds here and he moves down to academy for his mental health or like he leaves eg or retires or whatever i think double lift is going to eg or 100 thieves in the offseason mm, really i think that's a, that uh, that's a this is prediction. the perfect storm for he's double is never going to rejoin any team he's been on he's not going to join tsm obviously he's not going to join tl obviously he's yeah. not going to join um fucking what's CLG. the other t- clg obviously um I, the only other teams I could see him joining because he's not going to join a bottom team either. He could join EG or 100 Thieves, and I think both those teams, especially if Danny's like not playing, want to upgrade their AD carry. I think Champions Key with all the pros being in NA is making Double F fucking want to compete. I think he's good enough to compete. Um, I think that there's a world in which we see him on the spring starting roster for 100 Thieves or EG, and I think that's Ooh. so fucking cool if that happens. That's my that's my like well, big brain take though. What would you say is the like if you had to assign a percentage chance to it? Um, it's probably still low. It's probably still like I think a hundred thieves is probably higher just because I I do think there's a world which Danny like actually like mentally recovers and like is actually mm-hmm. a good AD carry. Um, I, I, I think, think so hundred thieves is fucking looking to replace their bottom lane though, and I think Double yeah. wants to be on a top team, and hundred thieves obviously has been a top team and will continue to be a top team. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's okay, still low. I, he still is retired. He makes way more money streaming. Uh, than he has fucking playing but i just think that he's someone who very much has a competitive drive still in him yes and mm-hmm. this is the opportunity i think nice okay cool if you um, want to tell awesome. us what your biggest hopes hot takes or honest thoughts going into worlds 2022 are you can hit us up on our facebook or on our twitter at leakcast you can send us an email meltleakcastpodcast.com or come into our discord and post in our roundtable section that's discord.gg slash leakcast poggies you guys ready to do the emails mail fight yeah, for like yeah, 13 minutes we sure are. Yeah, so uh, we're we're going to start cutting shows down to an hour and a half um, just to make it fit better within our schedules. Um, so, yeah. Um, the first one is a, an email from last week from Uwait. He said, hey, I was internally screaming, wanting to share my take until Colton thankfully brought it up. Uh, it seems clear to me that if Riot supports two subs of travel uh, and they would use those uh, and they would send those who can learn. Oh. Then they would send those uh, who can learn the most from going with the team, such as their coach and jungler. 
winky face. Danny has always looked seriously tilted when player cam cam is on him uh, and not just this match. He looked no different in his last series, uh, though the casters commented a lot more on it this time. In my experience, he looked like that every game in MSI and during the split too. But somehow uh, he ends up carrying most of the time in spite of looking like that. I think that might be part of the reason why he gets so much support from the crowd audience. People want to make him feel good uh, when he is this good and humble. Big difference this time is, though, uh, was that after the last series, he ended up crying after the game. He looked really broken, negative meaning of the word. Um, but I couldn't know if that was because of the chanting or the stress. Either way, I was glad he ended up going home and chilling with his family and cat and whatever. Uh, IMO, Kauri is not a tactical sub in this situation, no matter how the pool. Uh, I believe this sub to be semi-emergency for Danny due to personal health. And if we get little info about it, it is uh, it is because that kind of info about mental health shouldn't be shared with everyone. You didn't mention it, so I just wanted to add that Centaurin also skipped out uh, of a final because of health. And that was a must, much bigger deal for the team at the time. They had a shot, debatable, at the title and to go to MSI. Uh, in spite of that, it seems it didn't hinder his career at all. And he is considered one of the best junglers in the region now. Uh, anyways, uh, our Mayo slash Grig came in and played with the team and got diffed in the final. I believe the decision was made the day before the next match, so they didn't have any time to play with our Mayo uh, on the team either. Anyways, um, STFLE, FSFTLE, <laughs> and keep up the good work. Yeah, I think you bring up what? a lot of really good points, by the way. I, I just think that it is mm. important just to mention that, like, no one's, like, saying that, like, any, all these things should happen or how they will happen. It just... At some point, you probably want your star player to play at high pressure situations, right? Which there's nothing against Danny. If, if he doesn't feel comfortable doing that, he should either move to academy and like get a little more comfortable or work on some things or potentially even retire if he really can't deal with the stress. Uh, I'm just saying that I I, I, un I would also understand like if you're fucking Impact or JoJo or whoever being like, fuck man, our 80 carry is not playing with us. We're fucked and just being disappointed. You know what I mean? Um, and at some point, that probably will impact your career. I don't think we're at that point yet, but I, I, I just think that I, I hope the best for him, but I just don't think it's a fucking crazy thing to say that sitting out of international events as the star player on your team is not a good thing for your career. Yep. Yep. And I, and I think, again, I, I had said it last week, but I'll say it again is that I think if it happens once, that is not a blemish on your career. Yeah. If it happens twice, then you are a liability to the team, right? Because, like, anyone, especially, like, these are typically very young people with a lot, very little experience. Like, yeah, it's totally understandable that the stress could get to them and they need to pull out for mental health reasons. But the assumption is that, you know, you work through that, you talk to a professional, and you get yourself to a space where you can now either handle it or you realize that you can't handle it and you you pull yourself from competition. Um, so again, like if, if this were to happen again, I'd, I wouldn't imagine seeing Danny on, you know, teams that are trying to win. Mm -hmm. um, but again, yeah, one time I think is totally fine. Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, so thanks for the him. email. Uh, glad we got to it this week. Next email from Jonathan, who says, hello, guys. Last episode, you talked about the new patch. And there's a, finally a new Azir skin after three years. It's absolutely incredible, in my opinion. Sure, it's cool and stuff, but here's a suggestion for an Azir skin that I would have liked. Mafia boss Azir. You mean Crime City boss. Yeah. Crime City, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, just Italians. Think, 
Just think how crazy it would have been. He looks like a crime city boss with a cigar in his mouth. His soldiers are like personal guards, and when he ults, line of guards comes out with their arms crossed. His passive could be just like a VIP club that shoots money at people. Uh, if you could choose your own skin for any champion, what would it be and for which champion? Sorry for my long email, and thank you for a great podcast, Jonathan. Good suggestion. Um, I just had a great idea for skins. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we uh, you know the the like God King event with Darius and Garen. Mm-hmm. Same event, but it's original JoJo and Dio. Ooh, Ooh. that'd be cool. They just and fully take just the IP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just completely straight copy, and like both of them, instead of actually having like a sword and an axe, they just they're just punching each other. Copy based. Happy face, baby. <laughs> Do you guys have any ideas for like signature skins that you guys would want to see? I don't know. I think there are a ton of like good, really good ones. This would be a good a uh, a roundtable question. I think I, I've seen so many like memes on like Twitter recently of like people just like using custom skins to have like SpongeBob and Patrick or like Sonic in the game or whatever. And I just want Riot just to grip and rip a fucking just like steal someone's IP. I think there are a ton of like streamers <laughs> that use custom skins and it's so fucking funny to me every single time. Yeah. Uh, I know Drew 2 uses uh, a, a lot of them and some of them crack. Dude, that Gromp uh, skin that I use for Tom Kench sometimes is so funny. Like, yeah, it's so it's so good. Cool. Awesome. Uh, the next email is from uh Wailis, who says, I've been a D4 top laner player for four seasons or so now, uh, which I've been content with. More recently, I've started enjoying the game more and streaming for the first time. This has made a uh, me want to make an effort to push to Upper Diamond. D1 is the goal. I know there's a, there is a huge difference in skill between D1 and D4. Do you have any tips on how to close this gap? I really enjoy playing tanks, and I've heard you mention Sejuani and Tom Kench top uh, are successful in D1 and Masters. Any specific tips on these champs in particular or common gameplay differences? between d1 and d4 players that could help me climb sorry for the length of this email thank you for your time whaleless hmm i feel like i almost feel like there isn't a ton of difference he did uh, message me uh, last week and i sent him some advice over like dms um just tom kench specifically but uh yeah i don't think there's like a huge difference like sorry you can finish i just wanted to like like just jump in and just say that i did give some advice like over the week uh it looks like he's been taking it (laughs) i was looking at his match history right now hell yeah dude yeah, I think that like that um, difference has grown a lot since uh, like so there used to be like not uh, there used to not be um, D or uh, masters and grandmasters, and I think that's where a lot of the like the difference came. Um, but now that that's there, I think a lot of the the players are. Um, I don't know, kind of similar, I would say. There certainly are differences. It's just I, I don't think as large of a skill cap a skill gap as people want to believe that there is. Mm-hmm. Um and, and again, I think like anytime somebody's claiming that you need to balance that against like the question of like how many games difference is it from D four to D one, right? So that's that's 300 LP. So assuming, let's say, 20 LP for a win, or, you know, let, let's say 20, right? Like, like, that's plus 15 games, which in, you know, it, that, that could just be, like, you have two or three really good days where you go, like, plus five, plus six. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
it's you know people who stay there consistently and get there quickly i think it's a little different because i think there's like a difference between a consistent d1 player and like someone who is currently d1 um yeah as well but like I mean, if anything, I, I think probably, like, the difference between D1 and D4 players is just, like, a little bit more consistency, probably. Um, you know, like, maybe they average a few more CS and, and make some of those mistakes a little less. But, you know, if if you are D4 and you're still competing and doing well, I see no reason why you wouldn't be able to hit D1. Yeah, yeah, th- that's kind of how I feel. It's like there's no magic tip to go from D1 to or from D4 to D1. Um, Unless you're still like, capped, then it's as easy as learning one Ezreal combo, <laughs> and then you're suddenly D1. That's so funny. Um, yeah, it's just doing what you, what the correct play is more consistently, which sounds yeah. kind of lame, but um, awesome. Next email is from Undertoned. Hello, fellas. It's your boy Undertoned here again. Nothing like the usual. No banger. Just a simple question, really. Specifically for Aiden. Do you still play Tom Kench in the current meta? Do you play him top? If so, what build do you rock normally, and what builds do you rock with what strategies? Just a very short rundown would be appreciated, as I have some hours on the fish, and I'm wondering if he's still pretty viable. Thanks for the great cast pod. Would recommend 10 out of 10. Unlike this awful game we're all addicted to, we'll write again, undertoned. Uh, yeah, so I still do play you should him. watch I'm, his stream. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely, like, this week do some, like, in-depth things. I'll, like, probably play him from D4 to D1 over the next, like, couple weeks. Do you have weeks. Oz enabled, by the way? Uh, I do, yeah. Um, okay, cool. If I, like, do, if I have a good, like, game where I, like, feel like it's pretty good coaching, I might upload it to our YouTube as well. Um, nice. But the gist of it is I run Ghost TP on him. I take Grasp every game. Uh, I go Attack Speed Precision um, as your secondary trait. just gives you more Attack Speed. Uh, general build is starting Doran's Shield, going Frostfire. Uh, sorry, Frostfire, is that what the item's called? The tank? Um, yeah, one. Frostfire. Um, mm-hmm. That one's still the best mythic because it gives you size. Even though Sunfire is, like I think, a better mythic in general, I think Frostfire just giving the size and the Q range is really, really good. Boots depend on the game, but usually it's um, Tabbies or not Tabbies. What are they called now? Steel Caps. Uh, Steel Caps <laughs> or Merc Trap. I try not to say tabbies anymore because people don't know what the fuck that means. Which is um, crazy to me because that was like last year, you know? Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, and then the other, like after that, it kind of just builds into generic tank items depending on the, how the game's going. I'm someone who builds Anathema's chains, I would say, more than 99% of Tom Kench's. I just think the item's like super like valuable, like shutting down like mm-hmm. a certain target. Um, but once and again, also like, giving you 800 health. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of health as well. Um, but yeah, you just build generic tank items and like you're using your ult in team fights more to save the teammates rather than to go on enemies. And then in lane, you're obviously using it to get kills. Um, only thing that might change is next patch, Tom Kench is getting a bunch of AP buffs. So I think the fun Crazy. build will become a little bit more viable. I still think tanks overall better for him. Um, but the fun build is you still go Frostfire, um, but you go um, Demonic and Embrace, Demonic's Embrace, that's the item, the AP yep, health item, um, and Sork Shoes. Those are your core three. So Frostfire, Sork Shoes, Demonic Embrace. Um, it gives you a lot of HP, which gives you patch, passive damage and Q damage. It gives you a lot of AP, which gives you Q damage. And, uh, and then Sork Shoes kind of amplifies that because Sork Shoes are fucking broken. Um, I, I think that's going to be a really, really strong core three items. Um, so I would try that next patch as well. I legitimately can't believe they're they're buffing Tom Kench's damage. Like it, 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 yeah, it's, it's AP, it's AP damage, but like, holy fuck! Yeah, his damage is like, really the character high. doesn't need more damage. <laughs> I just think they need to give him a slight buff for his E and Soul lanes. That's all I think they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. 
Um, our last email for this session is going to be from Medic Behind You, who says, after quitting League for a while as a support player, coming back, I've decided to branch into new roles. My mental when it comes to losing, uh, when it's my fault, is great. I always try and learn from my mistakes, but when my uh, 070 Aphelios is raging in chat uh, that I wasn't there to support him after he engages onto the 70 Zeri and 007 Yumi, I do be getting a little frustrated. So I'm taking my ass to top and jungle, where it either literally doesn't matter what I do, salty top mains unite, or if I fuck up, we lose. Jungle strong. Uh, I've been mostly playing Urgot, Sejuani, and Shen in top, and Lilia in the jungle. After all that rambling, I have uh, some questions for you. One, when I'm playing Urgot, I'm usually able to either win lane with early kills and transfer that to some decent roams, or play safe so I, that I don't feed against a counter. But being a carry is a new role for me. I often feel like I let the lead that I have slip slash not. I'm not able to turn it into a win. What do you suggest for people who have previously made it their entire mission to not get kills uh, and give resources to fellow players when they are faced with being the team's carry? Number two, this is kind of two questions, but they're related. What is the best way to learn wave management slash CS uh, slash how to farm? Sorry. Uh, how should I go about increasing map awareness? I've got the basics down uh, as you need that to be a decent support, but how do I get to the next level? Thanks for taking the time to read this rambly email, uh, and I hope you guys have a great day. Medic behind you. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's hard. Like to your first question you just take the resources yeah right like it that sounds like a simple answer but if gromp is up take gromp you know and your junglers across the map take take gromp if krugs are up in your junglers across the map take krugs you know if there's uh a wave crashing into the turret that someone needs to go to to get go get it you're the top laner mm -hmm. you have tp like you know it it you just have to actively make that decision of like what am i what should i do to get the most like to get the most resources that i can i think to, also, to be as strong yeah, as possible another thing to be said like i i do want to bring this up i am someone who does like top is like we've got a long discussion in this card today mm -hmm. that being said there is hill is nothing stopping you from going bottom it's just way more punishing if it doesn't work out so meaning if you think that the only way you can turn this game around is by going bottom and killing that seven ozeri you fucking go get your ass bottom level six and fucking execute it with our god that's your goal yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would also say like uh, from like that supportive mentality, like thinking about your team as a whole, you know, you won't be an effective member of your team without resources on a lot of characters in like top or jungle. Yeah. And so like again, part of your job in supporting the mission of your team is to have gold and to be able to then use that gold to kill people, right? It's like there's weak side role fill top laners like maybe Orn, and then there's Kennen, right? And it's like if you're playing Kennen, your job is to get ahead, stay ahead, and melt people. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not taking resources, you're you know you're making it harder for your team to win. Yeah. So. Um, what's the best way to learn wave management and how to farm, and how should you increase map awareness? pay attention to what like does really well and what doesn't like honestly yeah. <laughs> like when you like like leave a wave and they fucking freeze it go oh shit i shouldn't do that again <laughs> mm -hmm. um or like uh when the enemy team like when the enemy does something to you like they like kill you and they hard jumping shove something in if that's really good it makes you mad and you lose a bunch of shit then try to like emulate that just like emulate stuff and like see what like works and doesn't you just have to pay take mental notes of like what works and what doesn't like that's the best way to learn anything or you can watch videos but like honestly just playing in actually 
learning while you're playing is really, really important. Yep. I agree. Uh, I, I do think the best way to do it is like, it, it comes with time. Um, but you're also like, just do like, do what works and don't do what doesn't work. <laughs> like if, if you freeze and your entire team like gets aced without you and you lose dragon, maybe consider like, okay, uh, obviously freezing is a good thing. Why didn't it work here? What can I do differently next time? Like analyze the situation and determine why, you know, the factors that went into it worked or it didn't work, you know? Uh, and then how do you increase map awareness? I, this is Look like at your mini map more. <laughs> yeah. This is really hard. Cause like you just do, you know, like I, 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 I so a, a tip I was recently told, which I mean, I I'm going to give it a shot, but it's just like, just like find a video or like use an app to just like play a beep every 10 seconds, every 15 seconds and just look at your map every beep. Like do that until it becomes pattern. Yeah. True. Right. Like yeah. I think that that's like the, the easiest way to just force yourself into it is just be like, get an app, tell it to buzz every 10 seconds. Look at your map every time it buzzes. Mm -hmm. Do that for like three games and you'll be so annoyed at the beep every 10 seconds. You're like, okay, I'll look, I'll look, I'll look. Yeah, like getting into that rhythm of, of, I guess, checking it out and, you know, as a support man, I feel like you should be, you should be good at this. Look at your minimap every, every couple of seconds, you know, pay attention to where your jungler is and, and like, oh, is there an objective up? Where's the, the enemy jungler? You know, oh, we haven't seen the mid laner for a while. What should I do? Yeah. So hopefully so. that was helpful. Yeah. I hope thank it helped. You. Just do better. Yeah, thank you for the email. Good luck in your games. And I think that's going to wrap it up for yeah, emails. So also, two emails left, but fanatic. we're going to talk about them next week. Sorry. Quick fanatic update. Um, uh, both the players are testing negative for COVID now. Um, Upset will Poggies. be in for the EG game, but he'll saying we'll miss it and be in the next day. But uh, still Pog. Was there any reason as to why he, he'll, he'll be out? He tested like Just later curious. than Upset, so he oh, couldn't get a flight in time or whatever. But uh, it's cool that they'll have I Upset, see. who's definitely their best player. So Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um, well, that'll do it for this episode. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch at KingLardout, Blue Basket, and at Frost is where Aiden's going to be streaming this week on uh, his Tom Kench guides or educational stuff. Uh, tweet at us at LeadCast on Facebook or LeadCast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash leadcast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.